Hello and welcome to E-Commerce Matters, brought to you by Black Curve. We help e-commerce businesses make pricing decisions. I'm Philip Hathaway, the founder of Black Curve, and I'm joined by my esteemed colleague, Dr. Rob Horton, product director of Black Curve. In today, today's podcast title is How Retailers Should Approach Pricing This Holiday Season. Spoiler alert, Black Friday, don't do it. Without further ado, let's get cracking. Do you like that? We don't need to do the podcast now. We're done. We can, uh, it will be the shortest podcast in history, <laughs> but to be honest, it's probably uh, probably relevant. Uh, I think. Uh, so shall we? Shall we get going? Should we? Should we generally spend about fif- fifteen minutes waffling on at the beginning? So why don't we? Why don't we get? Why don't we get straight into the into the topic of, of, of choice? So we're looking at how retailers can tackle um, the holiday season in terms of their pro- pricing and promotions. Uh, I think it's sort of fair to say uh, we cannot support you with product selection but we can support you with how to how to manage your pricing decisions during this period. So the first question I'd like to ask you, Rob, is do retailers need to do it in the first place? I mean, I'm reading a lot about the fact that, um, you know, retailers did mul- many times over what they would typically expect to do in the November, December period, actually in, in April, May, right? Um, I'm also reading that uh, the people people care about doing it. So should, should retailers do it? What's your, what's your thoughts? Yeah, it's a, it's a big one this year because this, this kind of holiday season, Prime Day, Black Friday, Christmas, Singles Day, wherever you are in the world, right? is very very different to any other because um like you say people have done a lot of online shopping previously i mean we've never had a pandemic before a a black friday so i think i think the first thing to do is kind of pull right back and say like what are you trying to achieve what what um i'm gonna throw the question back to you i guess you're the business owner around here um black friday is coming up often people run promotions or whatever. What's the point of Black Friday to you? What would you be trying to achieve in in that period? Yeah, and I mean, I think in the past, historically... Try not to be a politician and avoid avoid the answer, but uh, (laughs) I think in the past, historically, there's been a lot of what everyone else is doing it. So I'm going to jump on that bandwagon. And, I mean, if we look historically, the reason that that Black Friday was around, Cyber Monday. It's important to note we're talking about the holiday season as a whole, like all of these special events that lead up to Christmas as well as the Boxing Day sales and, and, and potentially the New Year sales, is that historically this sales period was to try and get the retailers into the black, right? They've had they've had a, you know, each year they would run up to November and then it was like, oh, right, we've got, we've, got to, we've got to clear some stock, we've got to shift some stock, we've got to turn a profit, and they would typically make that profit in the final kind of couple of months of the year, right? And so, and, but then I think a few enterprising individuals uh, started making this holiday season a bigger and bigger an event, and I think there was certainly a reason that a lot of retailers just decided, hey, you know, I'm going to jump on that bandwagon. But if we, if we step back and look at this year, okay, this is not a normal year. Uh, I mean, certainly... The rep- we, w- we were talking back in 2019 and even 2018 that retailers should really be looking at themselves honestly and saying, do I actually need to do this? And I think if you've, if, if the fundamental principles of you partaking in, in these holiday season events is to 
return to profitability or um, or shift unwanted stock. If that's not the case because you've had a f- stonking year, you've had a phenomenal year because you've had record sales, especially during the lockdown period, you've kind of got to start to ask yourself is, should should I bother? Um, I mean, I, I would certainly, you know, come back to you saying, you, you shouldn't really, you've, come, you've gone straight to the answer here by saying, I'm going to partake. The question should be, what am I trying to achieve at the back end of the year? And does doing some form of promotion help me to do that? So does doing Black Friday help me sell more stock? Does it help me sell unwanted stock? Does it, does it, does it, does it enable me to grow my mailing database so that so that come January I can I can sell other products right so what is the strategic objective that you're trying to achieve and that is first principles and I think uh, I think uh, sometimes that's forgotten okay I think that's a really really good point I think you touched on something else actually is that if you're if you have less brand power, I think often you're forced into it um, because it's either a choice of, well, we discount and follow the prices or we don't sell anything for the whole holiday season because, I don't know, John Lewis or someone is running a 20% discount on Dyson's as a throwback product reference to the early podcast. But, um, yeah, and, and you kind of have to make the decision whether to follow or not and by and large, some margin is better than no margin, as long as it's within, within your strategic goals, R- rather than kind of writing off the whole of that period. Um, I think you touched on something much more interesting, which is, I mean, it was funny when you said that we can't help with product selection, but I kind of, that there is a bit of that in which, in which you can through pricing and price elasticity and demand. And I think it's understanding strategically what you're trying to do out of it are you trying to shift lines that don't shift otherwise are you trying to discount to grow grow your audience um both of these things are kind of a a strong argument for getting involved and discounting because if you're in a if you're selling goods that have like less than a yearly sell cycle it might you might be getting more orders down the line because of it so you're taking a hit on the on the margin initially and then picking it up um, but I, I, I do completely agree with your point. I think it's kind of strategically why you're trying to do this and understanding that. Even if it is that I have to just because I have to, because everyone else is doing that, I won't sell products otherwise, that that is fine. I, I can't really hand on heart and say, no, stand strong, don't do that. Because if you're selling FMCGs and you're not discounting with everyone else, you're unlikely to sell anything. Yeah, I think actually it's your it's your product product mix, isn't it? So if you've mm-hmm. got uh, branded, I always use the term bread and butter. It's probably the wrong the wrong the wrong the wrong phrase, but you know, unsexy products that that are available from multiple locations. If major retailers are doing Black Friday, Cyber Monday events or, or sales on these products, people make buying decisions on those products based on price typically and therefore you know whether it's black friday or not you 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 have to you have to partake okay um but i think i think 
really if we if we step up it's more around how, what's your whole promotional activity over this period so are you going are you going to have black friday everywhere on your website are you going to have deals 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 only available this weekend <laughs> i think that's more of a higher concept thing um than than necessarily looking at an individual product level during that period and if people move them and their bread and butter you have to follow it yeah and the really curious thing for me the thing i can't gauge is how much demand is out there at the minute and the, the reason i have no idea is that if we're in the office you're having conversations so i chat to last year both demetrius and i demetrius is one of our developers but we're both looking for tv so we're talking about it and um this year, I feel like I made most of my purchases, most of them cookware-related, at the start of lockdown because I was suddenly forced into all, all the bits that I've been putting off buying or or whatever um, that kind of would make my life a little bit better, but I wasn't there most of the time. Suddenly became super important, so I bought them. Um, and then rolling into Black Friday, it's, it's hard for me to think... Um, of what exactly I'm going to buy. And then if I think further down the lines to Christmas, I mean, we're in the UK, rule of six has just come into play. I don't even know what the holiday season looks like as well. So normally I'd be buying games to play with my brothers when we go home and, and all that kind of stuff. And I, and I don't know whether that's going to happen this year. I mean, Well, I mean, I have some stats for you, which could hey, maybe maybe is. support you. So... Um, the, 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 the Retail Economics Forum has basically said that consumer appetite, I suppose, uh, is lower than it was last year to spend during the particular key holiday discounting events. So, so last year in their, their poll, 25% of people surveyed said they intended to delay a purchase until you know, Black Friday's hot, Cyber Monday or so forth. This year it's 21%. So it hasn't gone down massively, but that's a reasonable chunk of people. It's gone from 25% to, to 21%. And I think... That's if, a fifth. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. That's large. Yeah. So, so I mean, I think it it, it, it comes down to the, the optics that we have this year mm. of, right, okay, in the UK we've had this furlough scheme, this furlough scheme's is is slowly ending is that going to suddenly cause a recession a deep deep recession that therefore people are going people who've had money but have been out of jobs are no longer going to have money because the safety net's been removed so therefore those individuals and you know there was, there was a lot there was a, i can't remember the how many people were on furlough in the end uh um, it was it was it was massive proportion of the population right that spending could evaporate Right, so they they might have been interviewed now and gone, right? I'm I intend to spend, but that spending might might disappear. You've touched upon it to say, well, the rule of six has come in in the UK, which uh, I was listening to Jeremy Vine's show earlier, which I normally <laughs> shiver yeah, when I, I do. But 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 my point being is that that it is one of the things that that they were actually saying is that, uh, and you mentioned it about you you know you go home at certain times and might spend money on a game to support that actually if we were at home that might encourage the same habits as at the beginning of lockdown because mm. at the beginning of lockdown a lot of us decided right okay i need to make my life a bit 
bit bit happier and I'm going to get that buzz from spending money. Therefore, I might decide to do the same again. So this this rule of six might have that influence. Uh, I'd challenge it this weekend with the sun, but uh, the sun the sun's coming out. But but that that that's certainly things to consider. Um, I mean, not n- and and this even ignores the fact that. People were getting fatigue for Black Friday, for Cyber Monday, for for many years, many years gone. Yeah, you're right. It could be a bullet in a narrative because we've been talking about how it's it's not it's not useful for the. It's, it's very weird because it was it's an artificial way to generate demand, right? And actually, if you look at kind of Prime Day and the rest of it, really, what it is is VC backed companies, or no longer, but originally very aggressive companies using as a way to dominate market share by saying well we can cut our margins we can pull our audience into this platform it's worked incredibly successfully for amazon um but and that's kind of brought the industry along with it tied into i mean it's traditionally tied around like thanksgiving right the american holiday season but um it is kind of weird that the market suddenly decides like just theoretically not not like practically for a minute, but like suddenly saying just for this period, we're going to cut by 20% because it either means that like you're priced wrongly for the rest of the, the year. I mean, in, in effect, um, or it's just some weird behavioral thing. Um, the, the real interesting stat I don't know, and which is the key one, how is what percentage of Black Friday sales aren't cannibalized? So what percentage is kind of genuine because genuine uh, sales driven by that? Like, oh, I always wanted a coffee machine and now it's 30% off. So I'll, I'll get that rather than I was going to buy a coffee machine anyway. And now it's got a 30% haircut on it. So happy days because one of those is a loss and the other one is a, is a win. Um, and I suppose to come back to do retailers need to do it in the first place, that that is the you're you're trying to unlock that customer that wouldn't have made that purchase anyway. Yeah, exactly. That should that should be one of the overarching goals of doing any promotion. Okay, it, it you you don't want to sell something too cheaply if you could have got away with a higher price that is that is that hurts right how much does it hurt when you you know when when you're on the flip side and you buy something more expensive and the price has come down later so it works both ways for the retailer and also the consumer and there's a real i just i just thought something tangential but relevant in the there's a real fundamental point here like most of the guys we work with guys and girls we work with have been struggling with stock levels like the, the supply chain has been the real issue, still is. Like, still things are for the for the for the guys who I got some guys, but for for the people who are winning in this um, in this environment, they're really winning and they're still winning. And we're, I think, only starting to see the end of that tapering and or start that tapering demand as people go back to school. Um, so the question is, A, can they even get the stocking in time? And B, if they get the stocking, can they get enough to warrant the discounting? Um, so I wonder whether how much cannibalization has happened because of the lockdown thing and, and whether people can actually support it. And I, I think if you... It c- comes back to the fact that you've got to do it to not cannibalise, right? And if, you, if, you, if, you're, mm. if you're simply partaking because you're following the crowd 
I, I would, you know, and I, I'm pretty sure I wrote in a in an article last year about <laughs> this that that don't do it. Okay, this has got to be a strategic decision. So you know, I mean, we we look at the data, and we, uh, you know, I have I have reservations around promotional events anyway because a lot of the time promotions cause more harm than good if they're not thought through enough. And this is my bugbear with Black Friday is that a lot of the time marketing teams get carried away and and throw loads of promotions and coupon codes and make it a big event and absolutely it gets traffic. But this leads back to this kind of cannibalization point and, and the question of has it actually contributed to my business? So I'm not here to say, I'm not sitting in front of you today, Rob, and saying, don't do it. I'm sitting here in front of you. Well, actually, I'm standing, but I'm standing in front of you today to say that you've got to work out what are you trying to achieve first and then see if Black Friday can support you for achieving that business goal, okay? Yeah, so I, I think you you mentioned a key point there, which is data. So if we take Amazon, who uh, I would argue do it well, probably. I haven't seen their internal numbers, but they're share price and market dominance would indicate that it's probably working for them if they've made their own data around the rest of it. Um, and first and foremost, it's a marketing exercise. We covered that, but also their product selection for Black Friday is very clever um, in that you can never quite, it's never quite the product you wanted, but it's an analogous product that they couldn't shift or, the, or, or I imagine all that kind of stuff. So they're clearly using their data to work out where they're overstocked, trim the inventory. Um, and they, they do that in two ways, one by product selection, but also time gating, the window where the, where the promotion applies. And so that, I think, is where you use things like Black Friday incredibly well. So you target parts of your inventory where you're overstocked relative to where you want to be and promote it to reduce. And that, for me, I know you have reservations around promotions but i think that is a very nice and agile way of stock and inventory management um you can always say in hindsight well if the price was correct we wouldn't be there in the first place but that's not that's not the reality right um no but just to continue that is that you know if you if you're having conversations with your suppliers earlier price so you should have already had these conversations with suppliers right but you do still have time to unlock products of right i historically haven't sold this product can you can can you give me this product can i have an exclusive on this product and we're we're using these terms like exclusive or you know to or, or 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 getting rid of stock that you've struggled to shift other parts of the year and what you're trying to do is get to a point of offering something that wouldn't have otherwise been available Okay, because if you're offering something that otherwise wouldn't be available, you're more than likely to unlock to spend that you otherwise wouldn't have got later on in the year. Okay, and all of these contribute to that uh, lack of cannibalization. I mean, I think what did you what did you use in our prep call? Did you say the false sales paradox? Was that was that was that the hey, phrase that yeah, you came up with? Right. So I'm going to get that slightly wrong because this is. Um there's a, there's a loss, it's kind of an inversion of the lost sales paradox in the sense that um, it, it really is relevant in piracy, right? So like video game piracy, music piracy, or whatever. And uh, industry veterans will say like, well, we lose however many billion, bajillion dollars a year um, because people are pirating stuff. And actually the reality is that people weren't going to buy it because it was priced too expensively. Um, 
and all the rest of it. And, and that's the reality of it. It wasn't actually a sale. So the inversion of Black Friday really is the cannibalization thing we're talking about in that it's, um, oh, I've gained all these new sales, but you haven't. People were going to buy anyway. So you're, attribu- you're basically attributing the cause of the sale to the, to the wrong source, right? You're saying, oh, the discount brought that over the line. Um, whereas in fact, there was a need for the product anyway. And I, I just wasn't forced. I didn't have the urgency that I couldn't wait. Right? I mean, to, to stay on the, the piracy bit for a minute, I mean, I think, was it Monty Python that did this phenomenally well? They were really fed up with all of their clips being streamed. I think it was on YouTube and other video platforming products. So what they actually decided to say is, right, you can have it all for free. And this then had the effect of, which it wasn't previously available, and it was a better quality, better sound quality, mm. better visual quality. This actually had the effect of expanding the audience for these particular videos. And, and then that meant that more people decided to actually buy and wanted to own the physical copies or the digital yeah. copies or all the memorabilia. Okay, And exactly the same thing can happen in retail. right? If you offer people something that they wouldn't have already, already got or they wouldn't have been able to get other times of the year, you open up the eyeballs on your site, you open up your customer base and then, then you build that relationship with them and then you build that connection and that all that's a springboard to, to sell to them at l- other points of the year. So you know, to come back to what's your strategic objectives, one of the strategic objectives should be I want to grow awareness of my brand or I, I want to grow awareness of products. I want to tell people about products that might have not been invisible in the past that I actually sell those products and you know, or I want to I want my brand to be portrayed in a certain way or um, you know, or there's many so strategic I, objectives. I, I, I think that's interesting. I'll ask you something around that. So I think what you're effectively saying is that if you want to grow market share right in some regard that probably getting involved is is a good thing in the right way yeah not not getting involved in the wrong way so you know i i I, yeah okay i'm 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 jumping around a bit here but right if you if you want to grow if something really cool that i've seen is that for example um uh, retailers linking up with influencers for example Mm -hmm. and you could do a cool campaign over black friday of linking up with an influencer to i don't know make people aware that you have a you have a special offer on a a certain product that's not going to be available other times of the year and that that that's a strategic kind of plan to get more visibility and try and grow market share it's not just it's not just slapping a banner on your website saying deals 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 and spending a ton of money on google adwords and that actually has become much easier as I think Facebook partnered with BigCommerce around that. Uh, so you can, if you've got a big commerce store, I mean, a number of our clients are, are on that platform. You can hit straight into that and attack that market. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that it's, it's interesting, right? Because um, Instagram is the new kind of, well, it's, it's not even that new anymore. It's, it's been a strong marketing place for a while to the point that it's becoming more and more heavily regulated. Um, but I think that's a very good way to kind of target new audiences. To so say, um, what should I talk about? I'm going to talk about fishing, because I know fishing. Um, and it could be that you've you've noticed that um, 
uh, basically the, the predominance of your your market is a certain age group and comes from a certain area which isn't massively uncommon in, in something like fishing so you could use coupled with like black friday deals to kind of actually entice people through if you bundle that with say an instagram campaign or increased ad spending or or the rest of it i think that is a really real powerful one-two punch and anecdotally uh we see that anyway i mean one of our key messages with pricing we do a whole podcast on it with manny is that you need to get your advertising and your pricing strategy singing together right so promotion is is really where the two traditionally have met you're talking discounting in terms of pricing and in in terms of as a pricing as a marketing tool in effect um but this moves into a territory of trying to do something different from your competition um and you know whether whether that be getting an influencer that that you, you wouldn't have normally had there's many ways that you can differentiate yourselves from from your competition and one of the things which um which which i would like retailers to consider is owning the narrative during the holiday season so you know we've we've i can't remember when amazon started doing that amazon prime day but it's been for a number of years now right and that's a day that amazon decide that they're going to they're going to basically treat it as their own black friday that other people can't and then they think strategically for that day of what products do i need to shift and why how can i grow my market shift a market market share all of those all of those strategic objectives are built into that day and they own the narrative they own all of the marketing in the lead up to it they own how their website's structured they own everything right and that is a separate day from black friday it's a separate day from cyber monday so what is stopping the retailers out there owning their own narrative during this holiday season you know you don't necessarily have to, sh- to shop on Black Friday. We'll, we'll, follow, we'll follow your, so sorry, to have sales on Black Friday. We'll follow your fishing example, right? There's only so many fishing retailers online, right? I don't know, I don't know how big the market is. You probably, you probably know it better than, better than I, I do, Rob, right? But nothing stops those retailers saying, do you know what, this holiday season, I'm going to do something a bit different. I'm going to have fishing tackle day, okay, right? I'm not a marketer, so you have to have to work with me here. But I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a, I'm gonna pick uh, I don't know a different Friday, a different Wednesday. It's gonna be fishing tackle day, and on that day, I'm gonna run special promotions that aren't available any other time. And your other retailers aren't gonna know that's coming. They're not. How are they gonna react to that? They're not. That you know you you've got a whole strategic objective, and you have a real opportunity on that day to 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 shift stock you wouldn't have otherwise done, grow your market share, generate a bit of a buzz, bit of excitement. And, you know, I, I don't know, have you ever seen that in the fishing tackle industry, people owning the narrative like that? No, not really. It's quite a traditional one, I think. <laughs> I maybe I maybe picked the wrong thing. But like, you go in outdoor no, no, equipment, no, no, sports I like equipment, it. I like right? it, right? So um, a... If it's jumping industries, but uh, if, you, uh, if you look at... You're, you're a big cyclist, right? So... Um, cycle brands will often do discounts around certain events where they've got riders sponsored riders in so you get tour de france discounts or or something like that um and then all of a sudden you've got tying it that way you're generating good cool copy because you're like hey it's great everything everyone in the world loves all this stuff that's going on um 
the reason I moved to cycling is I can do it in fishing, but it's not. It's, it's not, not. It's not. As, it's not as sexy. Not as sexy. We can talk about the start of the uh, fly fishing season if we want to, but maybe the Tour de France is more vibey. But um. but, I, but I mean, it's 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 about not getting lost in the noise, isn't it? Yeah. So if you're and it's owning your own narrative and and separating from that noise, and then you can make specific pricing decisions free from what everyone else is doing. Okay, and and that might, you know, by the way, that might not be a magic bullet. This might be one of many things you have to do. Okay, but I'd certainly try and encourage retailers to think outside the box. Because it's not the, you don't have to go out and make uh, Rob's Super Shop discount day, but you can, it's the, the tying in of discounting to relevant existing events. So I think the, literally the best and i can say it's the best because it's the biggest shopping day in the world so i think that classifies as the best uh example of this is singles day in china and uh, which is 11th of november which is the day before my birthday so and also remembrance day actually i mentioned it but um alibaba have snowballed that into a massive online shopping day basically and they did uh, $30 billion in 2018 on that day by building this on, on their platform, right? By building this snowball around it and building this up. Now, you're going to you're gonna struggle to get to that scale if you're not Amazon or Alibaba or someone with that presence, but there's no reason to not say, well, rather than going in, like you're saying, rather than going in on Black Friday with everyone else, I'm going to do, I don't know, the start of an important event for my... Uh, for, for the for my audience so in fishing it's um the game fishing is seasonal so you could do start the the season start sending promotions out um or end of season as well because if you're trying to you get new lines coming through you want to offload stock there's probably there are different times uh, different times to do it so i so i actually really like the idea of kind of stepping outside of this kind of black friday narrative and then picking picking events that you can kind of tie your brand to and build your brand around but also i mean i think what i'm trying to get at as well is is generate positivity around this right Uh, i think you know how many how many emails have you already had around black friday holiday sales end of season discounts everything Mm. must go you know all of that these are quite negative sales it they they kind of it screams a bit of desperation right whereas if you've got something like amazon prime day it's like cool i'm a member of a club i'm I'm amazon prime only i get this right and so whatever industry you're you're a member of you know you have an opportunity to generate a positive vibe around that period that that people look forward to it's community building right it's this to go back to the cycling thing it's like Oh yeah, this sort of France is on. That's cool. Like everyone's into that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I will go get this. Oh yeah, I will get this. Whatever. Or I need one of those. Uh, brilliant. And you don't feel. Because you're right. It's nothing. Like I, you asked me how many I've seen, and the honest answer is none. But that, I don't think that's because I haven't been sent any. It's because I just mentally filter them in my in my inbox. Um, I don't know how you, as an aside, how you run. I can Gmail, there's a promotions tab and it just seems to be a bucket that eternally fills up and I don't look at and sometimes something annoyingly goes into it that I need. So um, I think your point about kind of 
key narratives and differentiating yourself away from it is really important because it needs to be quite a compelling story quite a compelling fishing related story i should probably add but it needs to be quite a compelling story to actually pull me into look at that marketing material and we certainly like every we everyone's bombarded with emails now we have that struggle even with us right not not just um so it's not just retail in general it's just that we're reaching a point where everyone is emailing you to sell you something the whole time so unless you're doing something pretty special it, it's hard to drive engagement up i think so so in terms of i think we're 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 strongly uh, uh, you know moving towards uh we're, we're not saying don't participate but it, we're trying to say is own the narrative work out what your strategic objectives should be. One thing we haven't mentioned is, have you looked at your last year's data? We touched upon data, but have you looked at last year's data? Did you partake in Black Friday or Cyber Monday? And did it work? Okay. <laughs> and if it didn't, you should really be asking yourself, should I, should I be doing it? You know, I mean, to come back to this full sales paradox, this cannibalization um, point, I... I uh, you know, I, I generally don't competitor bash a black curve, but one of the images I saw on on, a, on a, one of our competitors' websites, I won't name them, said 64% of shoppers said a big discount would entice them to shop earlier than usual. I mean, like, that's cannibalization. You don't you yeah, don't yeah, want yeah, to yeah, shop well, someone unless to unless it's a decade. Yeah, 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 yeah. Enough, yeah, yeah. Unless you're unless you're unless you're bringing that car purchase <laughs> three years three years forward, and you could really do with the forty grand or fifty grand or whatever. But but I just I, I just like look at your data. Did it work last year? Did you see cannibalization? Yes or no? Did you did you act strategically around this, or did you follow the bandwagon? Because needless to say, if if you are a successful business, okay, and you have and and you have done phenomenally well, this is still an opportunity for you to take part, but take part from a position of growth, okay, and I take. I think there's a key point here that we haven't actually said out loud, which is demand is capped, right? Like it's not. There are only a certain number of people in the world that need a certain number of of that thing. And it might be that the demand is everyone in the world, which is a big number, and you'll make a lot of money well done, but there's still a cap to it, right? So we're getting back to why are people purchasing, and are they purchasing because they were going to buy it anyway, or are they purchasing because... They, it's a new purchase that they wouldn't have bought otherwise. And then there's an argument that actually maybe that product's mispriced in the maybe if suddenly, this is the other side of the coin actually of this discounting thing, isn't it? If you if you suddenly drop a price by 20% and a, your volume goes overnight, then new sales, aren't you better off dropping that price throughout the year? Like, I mean, there's obviously an optimization point in the rest of it, but realistically, what's the discounting doing and uh, uh, you know absolutely if that encourages more if you look at the whole year you've sold more units if you're only if there're only ever 100 units of this product available in one year and that's the only maximum you mount you don't want to shift that that 
that purchase you know you want to be able to actually say right this product's performing really well hang on a minute i hadn't i hadn't thought about purchasing more of those it, it's selling like hotcakes i need to get more i need to fill the hopper i need to fill the hopper that's where discounting works it doesn't when it's a cannibalization or when it's just shifting the the, the purchasing decision and you do have a cap that's when it's a big a big no-no um i mean one of the things that i've seen um uh done really well during during the holiday season as as well and actually it, it works so well for this particular retailer that they've actually adopted it throughout the year so this is is actually the holiday season is actually quite a good time to test some new pricing strategies because you c- if it doesn't work you can always blame it on oh it's holiday season fever right <laughs> okay so so um but uh but but they do bundling okay this this is this was a particular um it was a baby uh product supplier so like prams and and, and all sorts i'm having a mind blank i've had two child children in quick succession and the only thing i could <laughs> think yeah, of was a, was a pram <laughs> so 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 clearly um uh anyway but um but what they actually tested during the 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 holiday season was how can i encourage people to increase their baskets basket size so actually what they did is they they created strategic promotions around bundling so they they grouped certain products together and said right if you buy three four five products together we will give you a discount on, you know, on the fifth product, or we will give you a discount mm-hmm. overall. There was a, there was a couple of couple of levers that that they played, and not only did they do that, but also they they assigned these bundles to s- certain buy buying personas, right? So you know, like newborn parent, uh, you know, uh, what what would what would a uh, what would a uh, uh, parents when their kids are two need? What what would the parents need if you've got twins? Like there were certain bundles that they did really really cleverly. And then now they've used this the rest of the year. And what, what it, I've, I already gave the conclusion away, but what it actually did is it encouraged the basket size to increase. So it wasn't, it wasn't a cannibalization effect. It was offering something that they couldn't get from another supplier. So therefore, when you come back to, sorry, you couldn't, the, the consumer couldn't get from another, another supplier. So when it comes back to, from a pricing decision point of view, Okay, fine. You know, you might you might be scraping loads of prices and going, hang on a minute, I need to match on this product. I need to be more expensive on this and cheaper in this. They've owned that narrative and said, drop the mic. We've created a bundle that you can't get elsewhere. Do you wanna do you want an easier purchasing life? We've done all the hard work. We've created a bundle that's perfect for you. Bish bash bosh buy. And yeah. it's you know. generally bundling really works. Like, um, and and it's a really good. It's a, it's a really good way of driving up revenue and basket conversion and, and all the rest of it. And then if you discount at the bundle level, then you take a you can do it in a cleverer way. So you take less. It looks like a bigger discount than it is. You take less of a margin here. Um, it, it works, and a lot of the reason it works is because as a consumer, I often don't realise the extra bits I need, or it feels like oh, it's only a ten or more, and then I get extra. I'll give you an example recently. I bought. Um, a new GoPro, which is why I'm now in 1080, and you can see how weathered I look after six months of lockdown. But um, they had two options, and cameras are discounted at the minute for fairly obvious reasons, but um, you could buy a discounted version or you could buy a bundle. And the bundle was like bits and pieces, but there was a spare battery and a bigger memory card and all, and all the rest of it. And I was, and I was like, Oh, yeah, because last time I was skiing, the battery lasted about 30 minutes because of the low temperature. So, actually, maybe getting a second one, and oh, if they're going to throw it all in, brilliant. Okay, I'll take that. And I've got a couple of things that 
I didn't really need and a couple of things I actually did need but and it's done on my desk right because of the the bundle and the ease of use and the rest of it so by also the, so by kind of bundling it together they've sold things they wouldn't otherwise that can increase, increase the basket size and also probably reduce the margin average margin hit they're taking on a product level because most of the, it's probably the same discount on the camera plus the cost the the normal price for the other bits and pieces they've chucked in so realistically you're selling one product at a discount and five products not at a discount rather than selling five products at a discount if that makes sense and yet you haven't cannibalized they've increased the amount of money you'd spend no, which is I, the beauty I definitely that wouldn't have bought this stupid head strap that sticks a gopro on your on your forehead otherwise very, very sexy i'll give you a quick anecdote of that uh i think just when gopros were first coming out i did buy one to take skiing and uh and i filmed or filmed my skiing religiously on the first day and i got home and all it was was you could hear the thump 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 as the camera kept hitting my helmet and it was just really really memorable. i'm probably not a very good cameraman i'll, I'll blame i'll blame blame the operative but uh but yeah it's, it's you, um, yeah you need the the the, the trick is you need to stick one of those um, mounts on top of your helmets. Uh, That's why these things are useful. And I needed a bundle that sold me a gyro and all of that good stuff yeah, to, yeah, spend, yeah, yeah, to spend yeah, more money. Yeah. A <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so anyway, so um, so I think we've covered a lot of ground there. Was there anything more that you wanted to add, Rob, at all? No, I think it's... Um, I just think it's a super interesting topic this year because I have... I'm at a complete loss, re realistically. I mean, we'll see it in the data and we'll see what happens. And from our perspective on the pricing side, we kind of react algorithmically. So I'm less, and we did, we did very well in with the demand surge into and out of Corona. Um, so that kind of sets, that kind of like gives me um, confidence, I guess. But I actually it wouldn't surprise me if consumer demand is just really low. And um, maybe we'll get a buy buy out to help out scheme in the UK or something where the government gives us all fifty quid to spend on electronic goods. <laughs> buy GoPros to help out. Buy toasters yeah, to yeah, help yeah. out. All, all of all of buy the above. Le, buy the Cruze to help out. You heard yeah. it here first. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> so so thank you very thank you very much rob for sharing your thoughts today um we've been tackling the question how retailers should approach pricing this holiday season and i think it's just to summarize i think it's important that it's going to be very different this year okay uh i think there's certainly going to be winners and losers but like with any period coronavirus or not you, you should think strategically about what are you trying to achieve by a promotional event. And I think if you think strategically and work out what your goals are, whether it's coronavirus or not coronavirus, whether we're holiday season or not holiday season, you can have a very successful uh, promotional period. Okay, And I think that that is one of the key takeaways. If you own the dialogue, if you don't get lost in the noise, again, you can have a very successful um, promotional period. If you're just going to partake because you feel that you need to join the bandwagon, I'd seriously stop and think, right, should I do that? Because it could potentially cause more harm than good. And the worst thing you can do is cannibalize sales. The worst thing you can do is just shift the time of spend if they were going to spend that money, uh, money at another time. You need to offer something that's not available at other times in the year. And then that 
a strategic objective, as we've touched upon, might be, do you know what? I'm going to use this just to increase my email database so that then come 2021, uh, when, I don't know, when we might have even more consumer confidence because, do you know what? It's not all doom and gloom and we're doing all right. You might have a better email database to, to market to. So that might be one strategic objective for this for this period. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to say do it for the right reasons. That's all. That's what I'm gonna. That's how I'm gonna end. So thank you very much. We've been Black Curve. This is our podcast, E-commerce Matters. We help e-commerce businesses make pricing decisions. We're available on all major podcasting platforms: Shopify, Apple, and many, many more. See you no, next time. Shopify. Shopify. Did I say Shopify? Well, we're also are on Shopify, but we that's our Shopify. that's our that's our product. Big so uh, you know, uh, if, if you skip if you skip the podcast and decide to download our product, to be honest, crack on. I think that's uh, that's a it's <laughs> probably a better investment of your time. <laughs> so go and do that. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. See you next time.